I am going all out with this. I think the biggest motivator is just to see what I'm capable of. Be kinder to yourself. I gotta get my voice nice and deep. You will get motivated because you'll get little wins along the way. Welcome to the 1% series. I'll be chatting with a bunch of successful individuals within their own industries to gain some insight into what makes them tick, what makes them the 1%, and I guess what they implement every day to ensure they're living a lifestyle that makes them 1% better every day. All right, we're on. ZP. Be good. <laughs> um, obviously, I know you pretty well, but, um, and well, I guess another 600,000 people or how many followers you got now. But for anybody out there that doesn't know you, uh, what do you do? Oh, a bunch of random shit. I don't even know how to explain <laughs> it. I guess we could just put it in the realm of the fitness of the fitness industry, but just a weirdo. I'm a weirdo in the uh, fitness industry, work with some brands and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a fair call. I like, are you, can't really, <laughs> yeah. you can't really put a title on it, can you? I don't um, think I can. I've tried, I've tried ever since I started. I'm like, there isn't really a title for this. Because it's something that's like snowballed out of control from the outside looking in. Like, not out of yeah. control, but like, it's gotten it's, to a point it where it's some traction. Just, oh, yeah. Um, all right, let's start. Let's start with fitness first. Um, I guess I want to touch on, I guess, your sort of health story and where it began. I've got a little bit of an idea back in year yeah. eight or nine or whatever. But um, can you remember the first session that you had in the gym? Uh, first, I, it was kind of like it started with home workouts. I'll have to say that because my journey with like fitness was started with home workouts because you would have remembered we met in year seven. Like, so back when I was like 13, so I was like a chubby kid, chubby year seven, <laughs> year, chubby year eight. Not too crazy, but still like just enough to long be like, hair. this is, long yeah, hair. yeah, <laughs> long hair, chubby kid. And I was just like, this is fitness is not my thing, very not sporty. Um, and then Joel started, my brother started getting into workouts at home. So he kind of got me into it. Cause I was just like terrible insecurities. Like just wasn't happy with my, with my body at all. Meanwhile, you were like shredded eight pack better than I look now. <laughs> the year seven specimen. Um, and so yeah, I started with the home workouts and then by the time I actually got into a gym, I had already dropped all my puppy fat. I was already running like up the street. So by the time I got into the gym and I actually lifted weights properly, I was 15 and I was like the skinny kind of looked like a skinny kid. And that's, and I just like loved it from like day one obsessed. Mm, I know. Like I was, I mean, we've obviously had a few sessions together and ch chatted about it in the past, but it's like, you just get the bug or you don't like, there's just some people that just so. get fully addicted to it. I don't find there's many people that sort of sit on the fence at that age. Like it's either you're into yeah. it or you're not. Um, 100%. There was a few I, of us in, in high school that loved it. And I feel like everyone else who wasn't, you know, looked at us like aliens. Like, like what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially back then, because now it's it's increasingly like popular. But even back then, it wasn't as popular. Like some people dabbled in it, but it was like literally me, you, Scafi, and then that was kind of it. I reckon in like from year nine, ten, who were like gym rats, who were like the known as the ones who like <laughs> all the all the bicep jokes were made at like you and, and like it was just there was only a few of us back then. Yeah, yeah, but now you're right. It's so. Um... It's more normalized like now. Like I think um Yeah, younger and younger. Yeah. Um what what did you I mean I've got a little bit of an idea, but what did your training <laughs> routine look like back then when you first started going to the gym? That was it was hilarious. My first <laughs> my first 
my first program at home involved a session written up by Joel. And to give you an idea of how much of an idea he had, yeah, the exercise was single arm behind the neck dumbbell deadlifts. I found this workout once, I found it written down and I pissed myself. <laughs> single arm behind the neck dumbbell deadlift. I think it was actually just a trust extension. <laughs> but anyway, my, when I actually got into a gym, it was like literally we'd go in there and it was whatever we were feeling. So we'd go in the gym and be like a bunch of mates, we'd go, oh, feeling a bit of bench today. And then we just do some bench and a bit of arms. We did curls every single day. So every starting the workout with curls and it was like yeah. whatever we were feeling. As soon as I got into an actual split, I ended up basically just neglecting legs. So it was just an excuse <laughs> to go like chest, back, arms, shoulders and legs, but then I wouldn't really hit legs, abs, repeat. And it was like calves. every single day. And I think, yeah, no calves, no legs. Cause I'm like, I don't need legs. Who needs leg muscles? Like I actually didn't even, <laughs> I just thought, fuck that. But now yeah. I'm, I'm hating and <laughs> I'd uh, have to agree. Like my, my training you did a fair bit of arms, didn't you? It, back was, in the it, was day. Curl, it was curls and planks for a long time. And yeah. um, and it was standing in front of the mirror about about a meter, <laughs> meter away from the mirror. Um, I mean, you've got to start somewhere <laughs> far out. Um, 100%. What is, and if you had to contrast it, like what does your training routine look like now on a weekly basis? So now it's uh, more of a push-pull leg kind of split. So I'll probably rest more now. Um, because the, obviously the intensity and like the execution of my training is completely different than when I started. Like it's, everything's within 10, every, like the working sets are hard and it's actually, if I can't rest, like if I don't rest, it's an indication that I'm training like shit. Whereas like we used to train every single day back in the day easily. Like you, you could do an arm day, then chest and you could just go no rest days in a row. But now I'm like, I will need probably two to three rest days a week just so I can keep like kind of continue to improve and feel decent. So true. Like, I mean, cause you, you know, like, and I was the same. It was more when you were younger, it was so much about like the actual volume and the time you spent in the gym. Like I remember you used to have competitions yeah. with Scafe, like who could stay in the gym the longest? Like you were sometimes were there for three hours. Like it's, it's like yeah, wasting, wasting, wasting time. Um, but not now that you've obviously got the intensity you, you and you've got that like those fluctuations between going hard and like recovering you, you just like yeah. not only can it fit into your life so much better like but you can actually see so much more progression i find 100 percent. you need that um time off and rest like today obviously rest day for you too yeah i was gonna go for a swim um which is pretty much like yeah active, active recovery yeah like, um, so i'll just go for a walk yeah that's about all i could manage at the moment i've actually yeah. i've been trying to get into swimming it lately i'm pretty i'm still pretty bad at it but um i just Same. like i like how it's it's like a good opportunity to do something with it's like easy on the body um, yeah yeah i just got bored when i was in there like swimming yeah so i bought some underwater headphones and i was trying them out on my <laughs> of course you did <laughs> yeah I, just, I get the most all the shit yeah well i'll be honest i don't really like swimming in the pool that much i've been trying to do a bit of ocean swimming with Fally, but um which is a little bit more interesting when you've got some, the natural elements to contend with, but it's yeah, pretty, um, harder. yeah, harder and cold. Um, did you, I know like I sort of know the answer to this question a little bit, but did you have any idea that you wanted to sort of work like, I'm not going to say the fitness industry cause it's sort of like quite mm. wide, like in terms of what you do, did you have yeah. any idea that you want, like you are, you're going to be where you are now, like when we were in school, like, or when we were, when you're at uni or nah, I kind of never really imagined imagined it working out. Like it was kind of always just like a dream. So even when I was, I think 18, when I started posting on Instagram, like 
terrified, but still just the first post of thinking, let's see where this goes kind of thing. It was always like a dream to be a guy, the Instagram guy that had could influence people and do all that stuff, like in the fitness industry. Cause that's like, they were the people who I looked up to for like years. So I, I, don't, I don't think I actually thought it was going to work out. Like I was just living kind of in the moment, Texting just trying to keep pushing forward. Yeah. But I, I, at the same time, I still had no indication of stopping or slowing down. So like good thing yeah. about what I did is like, as you would have known consistency I, I didn't stop i didn't stop posting making videos whatever um trying to you know go from one sponsor trying to get a little bit bigger one like just keep kind of pushing and then um but at the same time i went to uni i did all that because i thought this is probably going to be my job you know you like commerce stuff that's what i thought yeah. it was going to be like i work in a bank or something because but it's still i didn't slow down and on the fitness side of things so thankfully i didn't yeah. actually need to go get a, a real job <laughs> Did you, um, did you struggled like to get through uni and like got dragged yeah. yourself there? Yeah. hundred percent. It wasn't for me. Like fair enough for people who like live it and breathe it. And then that's like, they're interested in they're passionate. That's like, I wish I had that. But for me, like going in there was just, and I think it was the same as you from memory too. It's just mm -hmm. like not there. The people that I didn't have any mates there because it were very different kind of people. Like, so I would just rock up, get the work, go home in the, towards the end of it, I was literally listening to my lectures doing cardio outside so i didn't have to go into uni like i was i it was the bare minimum and in high school i worked so hard like i was like loving you know tying my identity to getting good marks and getting results yeah. and in uni i was like the opposite i did the bare minimum and i thought i gave myself my third year you know i was doing finance all the hardest subjects and i thought i'll just literally do the bare minimum and slack it because i was juggling all the fitness shit so i was like if i can i thought if i can do this the bare minimum and get by then that's great. Worst case, I'll repeat the year. That's kind of literally what I said to myself <laughs> as an incentive to not really care about it. And thankfully I passed. I think I, scra I just scraped through in the end. I was yeah. like, thank God, because it was like, it was Things hard to degrees. juggle stuff. Yeah, literally. But when you don't really love it and live for it, I'm like, I can't see myself doing this every day, like pricing securities and doing all this like derivatives. I'm like, I don't love this. Like it's, it, I loved like fitness and I just couldn't wait to get out of uni to get to the gym where I felt comfortable. So it was like a weird dynamic at the, at the mm. time. No, I was, I was exactly this. I mean, it took me six years to do a three year degree, so, but um, yeah, exactly. I was, I was hated it. I never really saw myself in that world or enjoying it. And I think that's, that's why like, I just, I ended up starting as a personal trainer when I was work, like going to uni. Cause I was like, this feels normal. Like actually being yep. in the industry and doing something that I enjoy and um, I think for a while there, like when we, when we were younger, it was, there was so much pressure on like going to uni and doing this and like doing that. And it was 100%. like, it felt like, felt like society was telling you like you had to do it, but like, for it's sure. so not, so not true. Like it's it just, just took us a long time to figure it out. Like it took you a long time to let the degree go when you, everything yeah. would have been telling you in your body not to do that. And that's not your thing and do what you like. And then it took you a while, which is like, just hard. It's hard. So, People like I'm, exact hands same. down, it's just a money-making scheme. <laughs> I did learn a lot though. I'm sure, you, like I'm, sure, I'm sure you did too. There's definitely a lot of lessons from it, but yeah, anyway. It just depends um, if it's not your thing and that's not what you vibe with and there's no point in like sticking to it for no reason. Mm. It took us a while, but we both fell into exactly what we wanted in like mm. fitness industry basically is what, where we actually thrive. So you would yeah. think it'd be easy enough to tell from looking at what we did for 10 years or whatever training and stuff. Yeah. Why would we work in banks <laughs> and like, you know, become scientists and all this stuff? It's like, it just, yeah. it makes sense. We kind of like, we fell where we landed. So true. Um, all right, let's talk. You already touched on your transformation a little bit from year seven mm -hmm. onwards. 
How often do, and like, I remember this happened like after a while. Like, I mean, no one really sees the hours you put in, or we did when we were younger. How often do people come to you, like, like call you out and go, oh, it's, you know, it's fake, or, you know, he, you know, he uses steroids, or, you know, like, it's blah, blah. Like, they don't actually realize the time and the consistency and the effort that's like the hours yeah. that's, that's it's gone like into you, it. You'll get that for, I've had that for years. Like, since I was started getting in good shape at probably 17, 18. And in the beginning, I think I actually always just kind of, I always kind of liked it because it was just affirmation that I was like <laughs> decent. So I was always like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. At least it's noticeable. Like that's usually what, as a kid, you just want to look like you're the big guy. But, um, but I'm kind of like, you just get used to it. And then I think if you're starting, you'll take that stuff personally because it's like, it's an attack on, on you because like you said, they don't understand the, the commitment it takes. Cause like, it's a very committing hobby, like, like most, but I feel like if you're really into training and bodybuilding, it'll affect everything. It, it can affect your social life, like what you do at home, everything outside the gym. If you're really in it and obsessed with it, it'll kind of like take over. So that's why it, mm. it's very easy to get defensive with that stuff. When people say like, Oh, you don't take it seriously. Or you don't work and stuff like that. Cause then you just think mm. shit, if you need a half of the sacrifices that you'd, you'd have to make for that. But at the end of the day, people are always going to kind of say shit and talk shit. And so now it actually doesn't affect me. Most people, if they say anything, just random criticisms and negativity. I'm so used to it that I'm just like, ah, oh, okay. This dude's yeah. probably a weirdo. <laughs> like that's like the first <laughs> thing that goes in my head. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm sure you've like had plenty of online clients and stuff as well that like just want to look like you, but they don't realize that there's mm -hmm. like there's at least ten years of work there. Like yeah. I like it and whilst and whilst consistency is key, especially the right consistency, but like I mean, I think some people forget how hard it is to put on muscle. <laughs> like for sure. Like, and you know. and the role of genetics as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, talk to me a little bit about some of your daily routines that just make you like 1% better each day. It doesn't have to be like fitness related. And what are some of the things yeah. that you've sort of implemented that have helped you just to sort of, um, yeah, like keep progressing forward? Yeah, um, it's that's actually a good-ass question because I feel like I'm so like as we've spoken about it before i'm so good with routines like that's like where i click it's if i have a solid routine with anything it's just how i get better over time so that's and that's how i thrive so like one thing is obviously i need a really good morning routine so um at the moment sleep is like a huge priority so i won't really have an alarm set because it depends on what time i'm going to bed because my work is can change so make sure i get enough sleep first like decent seven eight hours then first thing I do, I do the Wim Hof breathing. I've done that for like the past four months. Have you tried that? Yeah, I, I actually have tried it. And I, like, I remember the first few times, like I could almost freak me out a little bit. Like I was like, oh, getting sure. same. tingles same. and stuff. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, sometimes I like, I'm, I'm off quite early in the morning. So I find that it's hard to like get, get it in time beforehand. Yeah, yeah. So like I actually have, cause I remember I was real, I was real skeptic about it all. Like before I started speaking to you. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, Wim Hof, like cold showers. And I honestly can't go a day without, without having like cold shower yeah, now. It's, like, it's crazy. It's, it's actually unbelievable. It's crazy. Like, I just feel like I've got like this like flatline energy all day. Like there's no like, mm -hmm. there's no like oh, drops sure. or like peaks or anything. It's just like, I feel like I'm focused. Like, I don't know. It's, it's constant. Weird. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. So I'll do the breathing, which kind of feeds into that. Then I'll jump straight into cold shower. Then I'll start reading. So then I read a book in the morning, usually like a business book. That's what I've been doing lately. Something where I'm actually kind of focused. Cause in the morning is where like I work and think my best. So like 
if I read a business book in the morning, I'm pretty like pumped. So I'll do that for maybe 20 minutes. Um, and then I'll do maybe a bit of easy work. So something like just anything on the computer for about an hour, um, sipping like pre-workout stuff. And then I'll go down and train. So then this is all so I do. All this so in, in the middle of the day, like it's about 10 30 by the time this okay. happens, but 10 30, yeah, yeah, 11, yeah. um, I'll get the training done. Um, and then I'll have like my first meal at maybe 12 30 or one. So I, I fast a little bit, just convenience. Um, mm. but then I think another good routine that I've been doing for a while as well as I'll try pencil in a meditation at the end of the day when I've kind of finished with uh, work as well as like I'll go for a walk I always like to do two bits of exercise that's like one thing that helps me is like cardio and weight training or just you know go from going for a walk even um, and after that then I kind of start to wind down a bit so like probably 6 p.m I'll do a quick meditation um, any of the apps do Calm app is obviously good yeah I was gonna I was say, gonna say Calm app's good yeah yeah because I mean I've done some without guided before because the more you practice, the more you get used to it. But um, I found it's just easy to be committed to go, I'll just do a quick 10, 15, whatever it is guided. Um, and sometimes if kind of like the, the timer runs out and they stop talking, I might just sit there by myself a little bit longer if I'm like feeling it. But another good app um, too is uh, 10% Happier. That's a really good app because the mm. book was sick. The guy wrote the book and then oh, right. the app itself. Yeah, the app is really good. So um, that's probably my favorite one in terms of the meditation ones. And then, um, as a nighttime routine will be, um, basically jump in bed. I journal a bit on my iPad most nights if I can, just to write down whatever thoughts, kind of, um, gratitude lists, all that stuff. And then I'll do another bit of reading as well. And I'll read a different book. So something like something a bit more easy that just that I don't have to kind of think too much about mm. and that puts me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, um, I definitely like reading before bed as well. Like I've, um, I've got a little Kindle, a Kindle that I use um yeah. which has been which has been awesome but i find that's like been really like it just like literally puts you to sleep like as soon as you can't comprehend anything like a sentence yeah. anymore like that's that's time to go to bed because i'm someone that definitely gets kind of busy like in my mind sometimes before bed so that's oh for sure yeah, i find that but that's why so you much. can't be like too much of a serious book because if it's like if it's a book that's like say <laughs> business that gets you fired up you're in bed going like yes <laughs> like it just doesn't yeah. help so, like, so I need, true. Like, a bit more chill one and that's what i say whatever yeah. kind of like if the book's like a bit more of a go-getter, like get motivated book, I save that for the morning because then once I read that first thing in the morning, it actually does reset the way I go about the day. Like I can start my day mm. terribly if I don't read and if I just like scroll socials and I've said this before, if I just scroll social media first thing in the morning, my brain will just start automatically comparing negativity. You're not doing good enough. You should be doing this. Um, and then that sets me up for a shit as day. And it's literally, it's yeah. fact. Like it just happens to me so often. So if I don't really look at that stuff, and I say, read something a bit more positive, motivational, a bit more like just practical. And then it starts, I start, you know, you start the day with a bit of confidence and a bit more like guts in you. Like you're not just thinking like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I could be doing better. It's like, it's, yeah. it's actually the difference. Yeah, I've actually, I'm so true. I've actually been finding though that I've been, re I've been reading that um, breath. I think it's breath. Yeah, that was like, good. And I was like, sometimes at the moment though, like if I'm like a little blocked up in my nose, or something I like start freaking out. Go, like, I sleep. You had full sleep um, apnea mode, self-diagnosed. <laughs> um, I guess that sort of feeds onto my next question. Like, what what motivates you each day? Like, I know some people struggle with that. Is there something that you look up to, or do you just do you just find your own motivation, like from what you read and stuff? Or, um, yeah. I think, I think it always like, if I think about it on the small level, like the motivators will be, you know, let's say with fitness, you'll be looking for changes in your physique or you have these little goals, but 
I've had that for, you know, the last 10 years of training and even through school, everything, I think the biggest motivator is just to see what I'm capable of, like to become the best version of me. That's always been from school, wanting to get straight A's and stuff to wanting to change my physique and wanting to do all this stuff. And now with business and wanting to, you know, do as much as I possibly can. I think it just comes down to me wanting to kind of just to see what I'm capable of. So that's like the biggest intrinsic driver. And then everything else will be like maybe those little like short spurs of motivation you get from reading something or you makes you want to smash that day or that session or whatever it is. But I think for the most part, it's just that inner, that inner one, which comes from like mm. just doing things. Like, like I've said, if you, if you just start doing stuff, you will get motivated because you'll get little wins along the way. And those successes will be like, this is actually, you know, you're good at this. It's rewarding. You want to do more of it. And so like people often will look for motivation before they start. But like a big thing is to actually sure. start. Yeah. yeah. And then that will be the motivation mm. once you kind of get going. So, so true. I reckon some, yeah, like you're right. Some people like almost hesitate and they're worried about like not performing or not like, and that used to be yeah. me for a little bit, but like, I just love like constant improvement. That's definitely what motivates me. Like just that, like, mm. like you said, that taking that next step, like, um, I, I sometimes I could probably something need to work on, but whenever I'm like not productive or I'm like not like doing anything that or like not achieve, I get almost like annoyed with myself, which is good and bad in a way. But um, it was bear. <laughs> yeah, she's barking her head off. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, I wanted to move on to like YouTube and Instagram. Obviously, sort of like works into fitness a little bit, but like, um, your like I think it's one of the one things that like so, so many people like drawn towards you is just like how creative you are. And I remember at school, like I used to think of it like you've got like this lens on, like you just see things differently to like other people. And I wanted to ask like, cause your, your content like is always so engaging. Like, is it hard to constantly keep coming up with like creativity or does it come naturally? Um, I will answer that one second. I'm just gonna let this dog out cause she's doing my head <laughs> Okay, we're good. She's she's out now. <laughs> you can probably still hear her. Um, yeah, it's I think it's a weird one because my content's very different. Like that's the one mm. thing is that it's very different to like any other fitness person or or whatever. And I think I that's why that it's to good though. Just... Like I reckon that's like I mean it's like a pattern interrupt. Like it's different. It's relatable. Right. It's funny. Like yeah, it's weird. It's like all that. I think that's why it actually. <laughs> I got traction from the beginning with stuff because um, I started to embrace that weird side that like maybe I'd only show with mates or my brother or like just the weird shit that I, my strange sense of humor. And then as soon as I thought, Hey, let's just put this out there and see what happens and just kind of run with my original ideas. Um, if people liked it and I was so shocked, I remember being so shocked when people like thought my stupid <laughs> shit was funny that I only thought would be funny. Like, so now I've got like just a weird thing where if I think, I've got a funny idea. Like even this is like how I make my content now. If I've got a funny idea for like a skit or whatever, if I think it's really funny at one moment, I will do it. Because often like I'll go revisit and go, oh, maybe that's not that good or whatever. But I just commit to it. So like when I'm in like a weird mood where I think something's funny, I'll literally script it out. Like I'll write the whole piece of content out and then it's just a blueprint. Then I follow it. And it's like for mm. most most like times it actually it works. So I think like me actually letting myself just go nuts of whatever comes to mind yourself. and exactly yeah and just not thinking oh but nobody else does this because like just a quick example like when i we kind of looked when we were starting in the fitness industry and we saw the people that were doing really really well i won't name any names but a lot of them like doing really well i would look at them and be like 
if I want to be successful, I should post content like they do. Like mm. this guy doesn't post these videos. So then I shouldn't. So I did that. I kind of like just sucked it up for a little bit and didn't post any weird shit because I'm like, well, this guy's not. Then now I look at it and like by me posting my weird shit, like I've left them for dead because they're stale. They're still posting this old yeah. stuff that nobody cares about and they're irrelevant now. So then I'm like, wow, thank God I went with just being me instead of trying to be like just a copy of some like just generic fitness dude. Like that's why one big thing I tell people is just be yourself. Like make mm. that be the point of difference of something. Yeah. No, that's so, like so true. And I've definitely seen that from like, I always knew what type of person you are, but looking, look, I used to look at your content and go, that's not Zach. But now I'm looking at all your stuff. I'm like, that's so you. Like, I just like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The, the guy I remember from like, you know, from school and stuff. And, um, like even I remember when you were like dabbling, like we were in school and you were dabbling in like drama a little bit and like performance mm. and like even though you were like comfortable like, you know, performing, it wasn't quite you. Like there was still the funny Zach that was like on the sidelines afterwards. But now that's like yeah, they're both they're both like combined into the one like sort of morphed. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good feeling. That's no, good. Um, good advice. Um. And obviously that leads into like most of the impersonations. Like I, that's how I remember like, like yeah. <laughs> that's most, most of uh, most of your humor coming from. What do you reckon your yeah. first impersonation was? Because I reckon it was it had to be one of our teachers. <laughs> Our first one, I reckon. Shit, I thought of this the other day. I think the first one maybe was like. It could have been. It could have been a Michael Caine one. Like as in. But from the different, but I always impersonated teachers as, as much as I could. Yeah. <laughs> a, um, is that your favorite one, do you reckon? I think, or do you, uh, do you have one? <clears throat> I think he might be the favorite because it's so out of place, me being like an old man. <laughs> like, it's really, if I put like the face swap on and then I just get into it, that like usually makes me laugh. Like, I will literally be filming those face swap videos, and because I can see the face, yeah, I, the shit, the random shit that I say actually makes <laughs> me laugh. Like, a lot of the time, I'm like, I'll say something and I have to <laughs> cover my mouth. I just, just have fun with it. Do you reckon you could do a rapid fire off now if I just fired a few names at you? What, to do an impression? Yeah. I'll, I'll try and if I can't right. do it, I'll pass. All right, Jamie. I'll bit yourself. Jamie's easier. Actually, he's my first impression because we always used to say <laughs> bit salt. It was year six we did that. <laughs> he right, was the first. Right. That's so good. Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Matthew was very difficult because I gotta get uh, I gotta get my voice nice and deep, and that uh, <laughs> that makes it a lot easier. All right, Jason Statham. Now, the only reason I'm wise to the Jason was because I noticed in his movies he always brace for a nice. No, you actually like I used to use a car map quite a bit, and you've now ruined it for me. Like every time I open a car map, it doesn't matter who I'm listening to. It doesn't matter who. I just think of you. Yeah. Good. Oh, that's so good. good. Um, are there any are there any new ones or um Um, you've been working on? I haven't yet. I'm gonna get stuck into it. I I used to do. You remember those um voiceover workout videos that I did? Yes. I was doing heaps of those. Yeah. So I want to get stuck into those because they actually made me make new voices like i remember w- one time i did a game of thrones one and i had to learn all the game of thrones voices and just that thought let's see how many i can try sometimes oh. you can do it with some voices and some you just can't like so yeah i want to start learning pick it up more. straight away or not like yeah yeah it's like i think it's a difference of like i can't do any girls obviously but some guys you can have that voice and also if they say something really particular like jason statham's 
that it's real easy because then other people can pick up on it. Um, yeah. But sometimes like I'll just, I'll just listen to them talk and just try and copy. And if it doesn't work, I just scrap it. Yeah. It's a weird one. Oh, good. I'd, I'm going to try because I'll just butcher it. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, like you've worked with some pretty big brands before. I remember like, I can't even remember when you jumped on board with Gymshark, but that would have been pretty big. Um, and you've done yeah. you've done a bit of travel like with them as well. Like that would have been surreal, like going overseas and then having a whole bunch of people. Like I know you got followers, but then actually meeting yep. people in the flesh, like that would have been surreal, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was. Yeah, it was really weird. It's pretty crazy. I think we've done like <laughs> England a whole bunch of times, different places. Um, LA, uh, Canada, which was mental. It's always it's always ridiculous, especially like when you're going with a group of people that like you once idolized as well that now they're just awesome people. Like everyone's so similar. It's like the most fun I've had doing this whole thing is doing those mm. trips. Well, you can connect with them like on a level, like so easy. What, what do you reckon the first like yeah. moment was when you recognized it was like, Oh, this is kind of like pretty big now. Like, was there a moment? Um, I want to say not really because you kind of like slowly easing into it. And then every time you get a crowd of people, then you kind of go, oh yeah, maybe this is just like a select few people that day or whatever that kind of knew me. I think maybe when we did one in Sydney, we did a pop-up in Sydney and there was a lot of people and I thought, this is kind of cool, like for that. And then also in Birmingham, actually it's probably in Birmingham when I saw my face, like on a giant poster, like <laughs> the thing. And I was like, this is, this is a bit weird. Like that was a yeah. the moment then when I just had to take a step back and be like, this is a bit crazy. Yeah. Is there any, been um, any fans that have taken it a bit too far and got a bit weird? <laughs> fans yeah yeah um <laughs> let me think always always yeah, like no, usually it's just it's just the requests you get like it's just a lot of the requests you get like you, i posted one like the other day about what happened years ago some guy wanted me that to shag his missus and that was all gonna fly down from ireland just so i could do that and this guy's probably just gonna watch <laughs> and then other ones of wanting to sell like anything that i've got like underwear well people just want to pay me like some fans just want to pay you so they can support you. It's a weird, it's not a exactly. thing. Like I'm like, uh, yeah, but I've, like every time I get a weirdo, I always like kind of ask him because I'm like, how, what do you get out of this? What's and they're like, <laughs> yeah, and they're like friendship. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, weird. And then I'm going to block him. One guy wanted me to stand on him for six grand. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> but I never I've did it. Done that before. <laughs> me and Gus got the, the whole sturdy thing a couple of times. It's just, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different people out there. We we should do it though. Is that funny with that? They just tell the story. I'll, then, I'll do it if you do it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe next time we'll get a two for one deal. I'll say give it eight grand, and me and Jez will come do it. We'll still kill you. We'll stand on you. Do it. <laughs> um, and obviously, <laughs> EHP as well. You've now. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but that's pretty like sick. Obviously, you got your own pre workout at the moment. It's called yeah. Pride. Yeah. Um, yep. um, now I actually haven't used pre-workout for a long time just because I probably went too hard too early and got a bit yeah. put, put off by them. But, um, yeah, tell me a little bit about it. So we came up with that, I think nearly two years ago now, um, because I wanted a pre-workout that was like, I don't like all the skin itchy, all that kind of shit. Like I just like clean energy. I like good workouts, mm. big pump, a lot of focus. So I was talking to the owner of EHP is, and, and he was over at my joint one day and we just spoke about it. And for some reason, he, he's like, hey, let's make one. For some reason he wanted to do it. I was like, okay, thinking it was like just a, him being hypothetical. So we kind of formulated this like uh, pre-workout at Sasaki in Frankston. 
just over lunch just like really? literally ingredients <laughs> and everything yeah 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 and um and then he went back and he kind chicken, of started chicken don yeah, it was over chicken don yeah and then he kept it like going okay okay this is gonna happen talking about names anyway fast forward i went to utah which is where they formulate everything and um got to like go to the flavor house and try flavors and really go in on the production process so we smashed that like two years worth of work in literally three days in utah so then it was meant to arrive before covid we were meant to launch it but that happened so we had to push it back a little mm -hmm. bit but um essentially yeah that's now it's it's live so we've got a few flavors and the feedback seems to be really good it's like it's you i think you would love it because it's it's like a mix of fast release energy but um mainly slower so as you get mm -hmm. into the session it gets better you get more energized and there's no weird crash there's no weird feelings the only thing i can describe is like it just makes me want to keep training and i just have good workouts so like it's kind of mm. it's what we want in an advanced pre-workout so i thought that the market wouldn't like it because i thought people were going to be like <clears throat> i didn't feel it my skin didn't tingle like and i'm like you don't know what to look for you know like thinking mm. people just want crazy but people seem to be like really love it so it's, it's actually really awesome no i have to take your word for it i'll definitely try it out because um i I sometimes have to squeeze my workouts in like throughout my day. And like, sometimes yep. I just need a little pick me up and I'm on a, like, I'm, I won't have time to get a coffee, but like, yeah, I remember, I remember doing some crazy pre-workout like doses and oh, stuff. We used to go, we used to go mental to, back in the day. Oh, I remember driving to, <laughs> I remember driving to the gym one morning and it was like the first time I've ever taken pre-workout. It was yep. Mesomorph. It was the first edition of Mesomorph. And I remember yep. sitting at the, I remember sitting at the lights, and I just wanted to like scratch my eyeballs out, like it was just the most intense Dude. feeling ever. <laughs> yeah, I ran I ran a red light about four years ago <laughs> on purpose, right? Because I had this pre that had that DMA in it, and and I felt so shitty. I was driving home, I saw the light was red, and I'm like, that means go. And I and I didn't I literally thought it meant go, and I was just went straight through it. I was like, how did I not die then? Oh, so like, I God. hate I hate that shit. I used to it's like a new thing. If you like it in the beginning, like when you're yeah. just starting training, you kind of want something strong, but then as you kind of get more into it, you're like, hang on, I want to be able to sleep tonight. I want a good workout. I want a good pump. I don't want to feel too crazy. Like, yeah, so I, I think that's where the market's would, going like, with that intense stuff. Like I would crash at like 2 PM. Like I would crash like in yeah. a hole, like you get this huge like rebound fatigue. And then, then I wouldn't be able to sleep at night because you're crashing in the middle of the day. And then like yeah. my skin was breaking out. I was just, yeah. So that's what, anyway, I'll take the word for it. I'll try it out. Yeah, you know, come over next week. Have some. Yeah, yeah. you'll have it. Um, <clears throat> all right. I was going to say, um, I've got here like what the turning point for you was, but I guess, I mean, you sort of touched on it before in terms of like being yourself, but do you reckon yeah. there was actually like a point where you were like, yeah, I'm going to run with this. Like, can you remember yeah. an exact point? 100%. I got offered a job in finance when I was just about to finish my degree. So I didn't really want that because I didn't want to be forced into anything because I kind of wanted to just live in this little like, you know, fitness world and not having to any, have any responsibilities. But um, I got offered a job in finance from a mate who was like at the gym at the time. And, uh, and I was like, this is pretty crazy because it's hard <laughs> for undergraduates to get a job. And at that time, I wasn't getting paid for fitness, right? I was doing like, pdf programs every now and then um but it wasn't much it would have been you know a few hundred bucks here and there i didn't have a plan of how i was going to make money either so this was like a very hard thing because like if you're 20 21 you're thinking like well where's this going and i had people asking me where's this going and i'm like i don't know i'm kind of just seeing how it goes i don't really have a formula that i'm following i don't know where i don't know how much money you can make it's kind of like that so anyway i got off of this job and um 
and I spoke to the guy and I said, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to do it. I feel like it's a good opportunity and stuff. The money was ridiculous. It was like, I think 150 to 180 K a year <laughs> as an undergrad. So I was like insane. And the idea was also cool because I kind of wanted to like be that guy making money wearing a suit. Like I'm like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Played on the ego. Um, but then I said, you know, I'm also doing this stuff. And he basically said, you can't do both. Because he said that time. you will need to live and breathe this. You will need to read about it when your spare time. You can't be posting and training. And, and you know, you can train, but you can't be living that life trying to pursue both. So mm. um, it was tough because I kind of, I did consider it. I was like, well, shit, is this kind of working out? Is this the right thing to do? But um, so thankful I didn't because I just Bro, followed my gut. Been, on my, you would have been so miserable. I would have been miserable. 100% would have been miserable. So um, I just followed my gut. And then I, that was actually the turning point when I thought like, I am going all out with this and then mm. yeah super thankful for that day that i actually told him no nah, i'll give it a miss <laughs> so cool um i'm gonna be a little bit cheeky here i know i wasn't supposed to ask you about it but joel and the secret is there yep. anything you can is there anything you can touch on and give a little bit of a a little bit of a plant a little seed yeah so for people watching um it is a new project we're working on it should be uh live in say three months it should be launched um something i can okay i'm just gonna say it is gonna be it's first of its kind and it is gonna be the most comfortable thing on the planet i'm just gonna say that yeah i reckon that's 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 pretty accurate it's, i mean i haven't yeah, tried it, it yet but yeah <laughs> you can see just from what i've told you you know yeah. um all right last one what advice would you give to curly haired 13 year old Zach in year seven if you had if you had the opportunity I think I would I would tell him to keep doing what he's doing because he was he was a hard worker and he backed himself in but I would also say to be kinder to yourself because kids are brutal and when you're that young <laughs> living in your own world like you're just brutal within yourself so I would say that um, and I would say don't lose sight of who you are as well because like there was a phase where, like you know year nine to year even year 12 and uh, beyond where you kind of like get a bit more well I'd got a bit more um controlled by what other people how other people saw me you know like I, you want to impress people I became less like goofy and dorky and stuff and wanted to kind of push that down and and have this other facade but then I've I've gone full circle now back to like where I was at that year seven again I'm trying to like channel him all the time when I'm just those weird um, idiosyncrasies that people have. Like I'm trying to channel that again. So like, but overall I would just say, just be, be kinder to yourself because there's no point. There's no point hating yourself. Yeah, not worth it. It's good advice. Thanks, man. Thanks, bro. Thanks so much for that. Good chat. Anytime. Good chat. Yeah, what's well, that? 40, 40 minutes or something. Uh, flew, flew by. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I guess I'll see you next week for a pump. Try out that pre-workout. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> right.